0: This is The Three Dummies, The Sunshine Coast Daily's NRL podcast with Matty Holdsworth and Nathan Nugget-Dell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Three Dummies NRL podcast brought to you by The Sunshine Coast Daily. I'm your host, as always, Nathan Dell, joined by Matty Holdsworth, who's struggling a little bit. Hello, mate. How are you?
1: I I am at at rock bottom, just like my beloved club.
0: We are both Broncos fans on this podcast, but Matty wears his heart. A little more in his sleeve than I do. Uh, we will get to the Broncos because I think, mate... Let's, I just, think, let's, just, let's just say that
1: crap and move on. We need done. to have
0: some no, to have some tough oh, words. Even, even before Pokey Gate, we need to have some tough words. But look, lots to get through on the show today. Because, of course, apart from the walloping at the hands of the uh, Parramatta Reels, cracking first weekend of finals it footy, was, wasn't it? It was. And you um, were right
1: on the Roosters. Didn't they lay down a marker? I
0: didn't want to be a smart aleck and text you when it was 30-0 and go, "Told did. you." Yeah. Because, mate, I'm telling you right now, and that uh, not for a minute. I'm not. I'm not here to sort of go, "Yeah, what a great job I did." But I'm just saying, watching that first week against Souths, that was a footy team who knew they couldn't come first and they couldn't come third. And I'm sorry, I, I think their most influential player. And I always say, and I say it more than someone should healthily how good James Tedesco is. But I tell you what, didn't we get another reminder of just how important Luke Keary uh, is absolutely. to the football team? Yeah. Just the direction he offers yeah. them. And that left side. Yeah, it's good when he's not there. When it's oh, no, there,
1: it's totally different yeah.
0: there is not a more lethal attacking side of the field in the National Rugby League than that left-hand side. Well, gee, I don't know. See, I'd argue,
1: I'd argue the right edge was the one firing oh, on Look, on either Friday. or,
0: but the way Kiri directs that left edge is, it's terrifying. It really, really is. So they sent a real message to the competition. Um, the Canberra Raiders. I think we can sit here right now and say the Canberra Raiders are in the grand final. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because no I don't see either home. Manly
0: or Souths going down there and beating them. No, oh, God no. Um, Manly, of course, did do it about a month ago. That was a very different Manly team. Most importantly, the kid playing fullback was a bit more talented than Brendan Elliott is. No offence to Brendan. Manly did great, but they're, they're not going to beat ra- uh, Raiders. Uh, I, don't, I don't sound silly when one of the games was a 58-0 flogging, but probably the least entertaining game of the weekend was Manly and Sharks. Um, the yeah. sharks just didn't turn up.
1: No, that was an attitude thing. Some of their missed tackles, some of their defense, especially in their line, was just.
0: And again, poor. I'm really hoping from that performance, people are starting to get on my bandwagon. Sean Johnson's a bum.
1: I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if John Morris is the man to lead him.
0: I I think John Morris is a really good coach. I just don't know if he was the man for Cronulla now.
1: I I think in five years' time he's maybe a coach. I think it's just. Well, too But soon. he's been
0: an assistant for a long time. Not like he hasn't cut his teeth. I just don't know if given the tumultuous circumstances, he replaced Shane Flanagan. And we should mention to our listeners too, after the grand final, we are going to do a few weeks of kind of pulling apart all 16 teams and, and giving a bit of a review of their season. And obviously, some of the ones that went poorly, uh, the coaching needs to be in question. Sides like, obviously, the Titans have made a change. The Dragons need to Surprise, make a change. price not
1: been more, honestly.
0: i tell you the team that need to really look at their coaching. I know it's only a year in, apart from the Broncos, is Penrith. They got all caught up in the romance of having the Cleary boys back together, but their year has been diabolical.
1: Yeah. So when when they got rid of the of Cleary the first time, I think the club finished about 14th. Yeah. Then they finished three seasons better, and and their last season, I think. Do so you mean when third. they were
0: four games out of the finals, coming fourth, and they sacked yeah. Anthony Griffin? Yeah. Yeah. Funny that. Mm. Uh, so yeah, all of that. will pull that apart in the in the back end of October once the season's run and won. And our tipping. Uh, some good news for you, big boy. You've pulled a point back. Oh, look out. You got three out of four last week. You dropped the Storm, as I did. Uh, I also dropped the Sharks, whereas you went for Manly. So what that means is with one, two, three, four, five games left in the season, the margin is three points. So it's doable.
1: It's, it's going to need some fortune.
0: It's going to need a lot of things to go your way. Mm. Uh, and you're maybe going to have to make some hard decisions because uh, I have the luxury of just picking whoever I want. And just skating this through as I want to. Um the favourite
1: and sit back.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's where I, I, I'm very comfy with my three-game buffer. But as I said, if anyone could pop the bed from here, rest assured, it's my good self. We will get into the uh, Bunnies and Manly and the Storm and Parramatta. But next up on the Three Dummies podcast, it's going to hurt, like tearing off a band-aid where there's a lot of hair under it. we need to discuss the Brisbane Broncos. This is the Three Dummies, the NRL podcast thanks to the Sunshine Coast Daily. Welcome back to the Three Dummies NRL podcast. Uh, we've got to do it, Matty. As fair and, and even-handed broadcasters, oh, this is like pulling off an entire body band-aid um, and you're hairier than me because, um, look, I, I think we were both pretty confident going into that game last week. The Broncos weren't going to win that game. Oh. They'd limped into eight. Have they had proved yet again that eight teams is too many in the finals. But to go out to, and I'll be honest, in my heart of hearts, I thought the Broncos could get within 24 to 30. That was about where I thought we would reside. What I didn't say was that would be the margin at half time, mm. 58 points to nil.
1: Could have could have been 70 nil with with some of those goals.
0: Yeah. well, so I said well, Mitchell Moses missed f- five. four five goals, I think. So it could have been 68 nil uh, with 11 tries and one penalty goal. Uh, broke a 75 year finals record for the most points scored in a finals game. It is the highest margin ever in a files game. Also, the highest points scored scored against the Brisbane Broncos, and the largest margin for a loss scored against the Brisbane Broncos. I,
1: I thought the Broncos hit rock bottom in two thousand and, and I can't remember what year. That the, the, the 56 a third, nil 13 when they
0: lost to Canberra. Yeah,
1: I thought that was rock bottom. But, but even though that was it,
0: was that nil or was that like fifty six to four?
1: No, it was nil. Did they yeah. troubled
0: the scorers that yeah, day. But okay, they
1: tanked that game. Um, I, I don't know whether they tanked this game. They just didn't care.
0: So let's let's go forward to go back. So then we thought, okay, bad day at the footy. Things aren't great. Tuesday rolls around. The story emanates that a number of senior players, including the man being touted as the next captain, Matt Gillett, Andrew McCulloch, Payne Haas, um, David Fafita, Corey Oates, and Anthony Milford have been seen at Harpoon Harry's, mm-hmm. a very popular Sydney pub, till 11 o'clock the night before. There was no accusation of impropriety. There was no accusation they were drinking heavily. The general story seems to be the boys have parked themselves in the pokey lounge and spent the evening there. I- I've had people ask me in the last 24 hours, Maddie, why are we making such a big deal of this? It's not that they've done anything wrong. It just says to me a group of young men whose minds are not on the job. The Melbourne Storm and the Roosters ain't doing this.
1: But I, I I don't think there's much. I think it's a storm and a key, teacup. This like if they won, would it would it really matter?
0: Oh, but no one the they Didn't
1: and the even if they even if they lost 13, the
0: 12 in golden point. Yeah. I think it's the uh, look the way I had to explain it to my eight year old son asked me why is there such a drama here and I said mate, let's say you had Naplan. And the night before NAPLAN, you stayed up all night playing video games with your mates and drinking Coke and eating lollies all night. You're not going to roll up to NAPLAN your best self, are you? I just think it shows the the clubs
1: don't care. The players don't care as much as they should.
0: To use an awful term that's become more and more common in sports journalism, has Anthony Seabold lost the dressing room?
1: Yeah. Is that a sign of that? Yeah. Because he would have had the whole 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 team there. If um if that was a, a tactic or something.
0: Yeah. Oh if it was a it was a club bonding night, yeah. everyone's there. Mm. And look, the Broncos did come out and say they've got no issue with the what their, their actions and there's no curfew. I'm sorry.
1: There was a curfew, I thought. Oh, they, they, didn't,
0: they didn't break curfew anyway. There was no issue from the club. The club are leaving it where it is. As we record this at on Wednesday, the Broncos are conducting their one in one reviews. Wouldn't you like to be a fly on the oh, wall in some of those? Can you imagine if Jimmy Roberts was part of that curfew? Oh, no, Jimmy part, the of, jet. part of that. My goodness. That um but what it, it, it the optics aren't great because it's a team of young men who gave up. I would say fifty minutes into that game, if not sooner.
1: I'd say sooner. I, I turned it off well and truly before half time, and then I was getting texted to my mum laughing at it at the score.
0: We've got to and be climbed. We've got to be Fair Dinkum here. though. This is an NRL team. This is one of the most powerful NRL clubs.
1: If not the, it probably is the In the probably From Roosters. a point of
0: view of resources, yeah. they just built a $26 million centre of excellence. Um, I'm not sure who's allowed to go in there anymore. But you look at this, you're playing the first week of the finals and you haven't been ravaged with injury. You've largely got most of your squad available. You have got a 5'8 playing fullback. You have got a hooker playing halfback. You've got a back rower playing centre. And you've got a fullback playing 5'8. Yeah,
1: what saw, is going to happen? And, and you saw in about the first... Five minutes at how fragile that those doing those things are. Yeah. Blake Ferguson just cut to apart. Bang, yeah. try.
0: Yeah, and those things D- defensively. If you're going to get caught out in a bad position, centre's where it's going to happen. Um, so the result itself, and we should also mention, we'll get to Parramatta a bit later on. They were wonderful. You can only play what's in front of you. I, oh, my yeah. concern full is that Parramatta are going down to but... Melbourne with a gas tank full of confidence that might not be. It might be the watered down ethanol stuff. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's premium premium gear can I tell you but we'll get to that in a minute oh, when we talk about last
1: time they these two sides played
0: yeah a magic round was it weren't so magic for Parramatta. um so okay you and i've been appointed as the uh we're we're in charge of the rebuild of the Brisbane Broncos uh, let's let's put a pot of coffee on cuz it's going to be a long night mm. where do we start is point 1 clearing house yeah but okay. it's
1: it's from the very top as well
0: clearing house so how far how far north uh, are you going i
1: think right right to the top
0: as in paul white the Mate, ceo of the club it, it, yeah Wow, Carl Green, the chairman.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd be going full, full.
0: They, okay, so they let's, really like, need let's to just go. say we've been given carte blanche by the board of the Brisbane Broncos to do what needs doing. Are we sacking Carl Green, the chairman of the board, the chairman of the Broncos?
1: I'd be doing a review on the whole
0: on the whole board. Are we, is Anthony Seabold our coach next year? <laughs> I've said this for a long time, and people, people, I think maybe people are starting to come around. I am wildly unconvinced about Anthony Seibold. Well, getting a five-year deal—that's where it, they've gone. Wrong. After one year in the National Rugby League, where, to be fair, I'm sorry, he did not take that roster as far as he should have.
1: I'd be keeping. I know I agree, but I think you'd be keeping him, and it's just one one season. It's just a little early.
0: Okay, but fair enough. Even given how disastrous the season was, But
1: I mean, they it still made been, finals. It could have been like easy. Easily could have been better though.
0: Well, and true. and look, to be fair, it could and have it been worse. Been. They yep. lose a couple more games. They finished like 13th. So it could have gone either way. That's how tenuous the whole thing was. Um, I think it's a given. Darius Boyd has to go. 100%. If Darius Boyd stays, it is purely based on ego and greed. He needs
1: to just do a – I think Steve Renner wrote a great column um, uh, after, the, after the capitulation. Yeah. Um, he, he said Darius Boyd just needs to transition into a role, into a mental health somewhat, uh, position at the club. Look, He'd be wonderful. At we that. are
0: not decrying Darius' career. He's had a wonderful career. Yeah. But he is he has passed his best what about that when that bomb went up and he had, had his back. back
1: turned. Yeah, that had just summed up his level of f- and, footy skill right now. And
0: when you consider this is a guy for a long time was considered alongside Billy Slater as the best fullback in the world. This is a guy who knows how to handle a high ball. It's not like it's not, it's a, it's not like it's it's Payne Haas and it's outside his skill yeah. set. The fact that and he let the ball hit him on the back and go that. straight into Wonga Blake's hands, I think it was. Uh, yeah, Payne Haas would have gone up for because he's a lunatic. Um, so Darius has gone. Sadly, my mail coming out of Red Hill is that Anthony, Andrew McCulloch, who's been a wonderful servant.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the, the day, he has gone a, past what he can offer at Hooker.
0: You will not meet a nicer fella than Andrew McCulloch. This I'll tell you a story that sums up Andrew McCulloch. Having worked for many many years in the sports media, uh, you know, obviously you'll, you'll tee up times to interview athletes. You go, yep, ten thirty on a Friday. You're booking in with the media manager. You go from there. Time rolls around. You ring the phone at ten thirty. Goes to voicemail. Give it a couple of minutes. You ring it again. Goes to voicemail. And if you do this job long enough, you start to learn, okay, I've just been let down by a, by, by a professional footballer. I reckon it was 20 minutes later, my mobile rang. G'day, Nugget. It's Andrew McCulloch from the Broncos here, mate. How are you? Yeah, no worries, Andrew. How are you? Mate, I'm so, so sorry. I was doing some extra training. I'm so sorry I missed your call. Okay, fair enough. Mm. It's the next statement that speaks volumes about Andrew McCulloch. Mate, what time suits you? Yeah, he didn't sort of go, oh, mate, I can go now. Andrew McCulloch said to me, because he realized he'd stuffed me around, and this is a small thing, but it speaks volumes about the kind of bloke you're talking about. He said, mate, I've buggered you around. What time suits you now? That's very rare in modern sport. Mm. These guys get handed everything on a silver platter. But he's a young bloke, a country boy, who's gone, no, 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 I was doing some extra training, which you would never begrudge an athlete to go and do. They're professional athletes. But he's gone, nope. I've stuffed these guys around. What time now suits... I will make myself available at a time it suits you. That's the sort of guy Andrew McCulloch is. He's a wonderful bloke, but as you say, the game has passed him by. Because at best, he's a distributor. Yeah. Uh, if, if, I, if I'm at marker, if I'm not stays, worried about
1: Andrew McCulloch. If he stays, I'm moving him to some sort of tackling lock forward role. Just tackle his guts out.
0: Just make 70 tackles a week. Make him yeah. like, like Dallas Johnson yeah. in the back end of his career when he went to the Cowboys, yeah. I think he did. Um, I think that's a really good point because – and so then in our new role as Bronco fixers, are we putting Turpin to nine and keeping Seguiaro on the bench? Yep. That's our dynamic plan. All right, so T- Hook Turpin's has sorted T- out.
1: Turpin's just not a half. He, 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 he's done an admirable job, but no.
0: So we've cleared out Darius. We've cleared out Andrew McCarthy. So we've probably cleared, let's say, conservatively $1.5 million in salary cap. We can now go to market to get ourselves a halfback.
1: I'd be going more. I'd be on Alex Glenn. Sorry, mate. Time
0: to go. Oh, so we're still cleaning? Yeah. Yeah. And look, I love Alex Glenn. Again, a great servant of the club, but unfortunately, these drastic times call for drastic measures. So Alex Glenn's gone. So let's have a look at We've got $2 million in the in the kitty now. Let's go Somehow,
1: shopping. Somehow that, that collection Obviously, is worth $2 million.
0: I would, I would think, but sadly, I think it's probably where they're sitting. I would say, I'd oh, say yeah. Yeah, for I, round I figures, let's say $2 million. Obviously, we've got to probably go and spend 500 of that shoring up the likes of David Fafita, Corey yep. Oates. Got these young I wouldn't. Forwards. I wouldn't
1: be too begrudged if Corey Oates was to go.
0: Now you know what I reckon Corey Oates is in the top five finishes in the game.
1: I really do. I don't think you should be paying that much money for wingers.
0: I'm not going to be paying him overs, but, but if, I've to, got, to if I've got if I've got to throw another hundred grand at him because he's now a rep player, I, I can okay. sleep at night yeah, doing it.
1: hundred grand, yeah. But say
0: I've five hundred grand, I'm going to I'm going to attribute say another three hundred to David Fafita, another hundred to Corey Oates, another hundred to miscellaneous. Your Patrick Carrigans, your young blokes like that, your Katoni Stagses guys of the of the world who all of a sudden have gone, oh, I like you long term. So we've now got a million and a half dollars in our pocket, my friend. We've got a hooker. Do we have a fullback? Are we keeping A. Milford in the one jersey? So what are we doing with Anthony Milford?
1: Short term, I think you have to move him to halves yep. and then put a Sarko there. I know it's not great, okay but I think but, that's the only option for and is that
0: because you don't believe in an offseason, Anthony Milford could be fit enough to be a world-class number one?
1: I just think he, 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 when they moved him back, it worked for a time because he, he got him into the running more. But just defensively, he's just not a fullback.
0: I think he's going to six where he prefers. Are we putting all of our hopes on Tom Or well, Given the fact I've got a million and a half dollars. You have to put a lot on him. going What am I doing for a million and a half dollars? I'm just sitting up there Mate, to amortize.
1: Well, the, the male is, and I don't know if this is actually male or just pure speculation, the big V. Over in the over at the yeah, chance.
0: I reckon. Nah, mate. If Valentine's giving up that dream, he's going back to Townsville. He's not coming to Brisbane, mate. He could. Oh, he could, but I think if if I can say to Valentine Holmes, I've got a million dollars, and the Cowboys can say I've got a million dollars, he's going for the well, same which, amount of money. Which
1: position do you, would you would you say is, needs more work? Half-back, halfback or fullback at the Broncos?
0: Halfback. And Tom Dearden's not it. I really like Tom Dearden, but Tom Dearden he's not even old enough to rent a car yet i like to see Tom Dearden play two or three more years, dominant years, in the Queensland Cup. I'd like to see him every week doing what the likes of Todd Murphy are doing for the Falcons, dominating games. In those games he played for the Broncos, there was not one moment where I went, gee, I like this, Dearden. Not one. I didn't say he played badly. No, there were He moments. did a serviceable job. But there was no times where I went, oh, gee, I like this kid. He hard, did a fine job.
1: At eight at 18.
0: He didn't blow my skirt up, though. I'm going to market. There are two names that are apparently both off contract, and I reckon even for two years, honestly, if I had my druthers, I would have grabbed Jimmy Maloney before he went to France. Mm. But that that ship has sailed, I've Jimmy?
1: So is one Brody Croft?
0: One's Brodie Croft. And here's the thing. I'm not necessarily sold on Brodie Croft as a halfback, but i tell you right now, I'm taking anybody I can out of that uh, Melbourne yeah, system.
1: Yeah, he, he, he's arguably, he's definitely better than the options at the Broncos. Well, the other one that's there.
0: running around, the name that's running around is Chad Townsend. I don't dislike Chad Townsend. Granted, he's been to more clubs than wickety-whack. What I'm saying, though, is he's a genuine organising halfback. He allows Anthony Milford to go and play Oztag. I think he's sort of done, though. He's 31. I, I think Cronulla's got the absolute last
1: out of him being a, I'm just a saying, great though, halfback. We, for two
0: in. years, while Tom Dearden matures in the Queensland Cup, is he a good option? Because you're buying Brodie Croft, I wouldn't I want to be him paying. For life.
1: I, if if I, yeah, I, I agree. I'd rather Townsend than Croft, but I I'm would, not paying um, him a
0: million dollars though. That being yeah, said. I'd want to
1: get him on unders.
0: I'd want to get Chad Townsend and probably Brodie Croft both for in the in the area of 500 to 600. I would think earlier in the year, Chad Townsend was the form halfback of the competition. He's quality, and imagine this he's, is against. This, this is behind, season. but this is behind a Cronulla team that's been getting bashed all year. Imagine a guy with the skill set of Chad Townsend behind that pack.
1: I really like Chad Townsend, but I just think he's, he's lacked something in the, at the end, at back end of this season. So are you
0: going to market for Brodie Croft
1: before you go to Chad Townsend? I think you've got to look overseas first.
0: The other name, funny you mention overseas. The other name that's in the mix is Adrian Caesar. Aiden Caesar, sorry. I'd because George Williams it. is coming to Canberra. Yeah. I'd take an Aiden yeah. Caesar situation any day.
1: I think Canberra would be mad to let him go with what he's done this year.
0: He's been told by Ricky, look, we don't want to stuff you around. Got to bear in mind, this is Aiden Caesar who'd still be at the Gold Coast if it wasn't for Darlene Cherry Evans. He left the Gold Coast because Darlene Cherry Evans was coming. Caesar should not be leaving the NRL yet. Even though Caesar could very well lead his team, I think certainly to a grand final, and you never know to a premiership. Ricky could very well say, mate, look, you're welcome to stay. I'm just letting you know this bloke's coming from Wigan and he's a gun. Maybe Aiden will go, I can see him off. But tell you what, Aiden, you've, you enjoyed your time at the Gold Coast. How can we make you welcome at Red Hill?
1: I, I like the move, yeah. Mm.
0: I think, uh, look, so I, I think it's got to be a given. No Boyd. Sadly, no McCulloch. And I love Andrew McCulloch. As you say, the game has passed him by. Probably Alex Glenn. Here's the question. They're talking about captaincy. Are they saying Matt Gillett just because of a genuine lack of options?
1: They're saying that, yeah. Like, he's he's the only player who's now got 200 games. Not going to happen.
0: It cannot happen. You, you can't give it to Gillett. But do you know who I... He's
1: going to play 10 games a season for the next... That's the problem. Year. He's going to
0: be out more than he's in. They can't do it. They won't do it in this world of Facebook and people getting upset about things. If we lived in a world where people could just live their lives, my Broncos captain for now and the next seven years would be Matt Lodge. Uh, yeah,
1: that'll never can't happen. Can't do it.
0: And they're not going to do it. But let's, let's, let's ignore all that Facebook whinging and gnashing of teeth. If you're looking for a resume for a captain, he's got it in spades. I love Matt Lodge. He's a bit overrated, though. And he's been just about their shining light. Apart from Haas and Fafita, who have been ridiculous, he's just rolled his sleeves up every week. And he strikes me as the sort of guy who would flourish with the C next to his name. I think he really would. Um, it's not going to that, happen. That's
1: just, that's just how many lack of options there are.
0: Could be, and that, uh, that's the sad thing. That's we're in a situation we're talking about Matt Gillett, who misses more games than he plays, and my option, the pariah still, still gets booed by so, certain quarters, Matt Lodge. Um, It's not a great position to be in. Could you imagine the PR disaster that would be, though? I just say I'm really glad this was a hypothetical we don't have to fix the Broncos, because it literally would be like bailing out the Titanic. Gus put his hand up to do it. And look, you wouldn't say oh. no to Gus Gould coming in and giving his I two cents worth I either. Would. It'd be more sensible than ours – that's our fix for the Broncos. We'll move on from that now, unless there's been another scandal while we were recording. What we will do is get on to the second week of finals. We'll kick things off next with the Bunnies hosting Manly. This is The Three Dummies, the NRL podcast, thanks to the Sunshine Coast Daily. Welcome back to the Three Dummies NRL podcast. Uh, week one of the finals, we got a delicious serving. The most delicious tasting dish for me was those roosters on Friday night. Yeah, they tell, were tell dynamic. I think Absolutely, he's fast fed becoming it.
1: my favorite player, John oh, and so
0: underrated. They fed it to South Sydney, who are hosting Manly in the, uh, the first semifinal on Friday night at ANZ Stadium, 7.50 kickoff, the Bunnies, Adam Dway here at fullback, he's back at fullback, Alex Bad Johnston league. and Campbell Graham on the wings, James Roberts and Dan Gagai in the centres, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds in the halves, Tom Burgess, Damian Cook and Liam Knight in the front row, John Sutton, Sam Burgess and Cam Murray in the back row, with George Burgess, Mark Nichols, Davida Totola and Ethan Lowe coming off the bench. For Manly, Brendan Elliott at fullback, George Tafura and Reuben Garrick on the wings, Brad Parker and Moses Suli in the centers, Dylan Walker and Daly Cherry Evans in the halves, Adam Fanua Blake, Appy Corasau and the returning Marty Tapao in the front row. Corey Waddell, Jack Kodjewski, and Jake Trbojevic in the front row. Uh, the back row, sorry, with Manisi Fainu, Homali Okolatu, Sean Kepi, and Lloyd Perrett coming off the bench. Um quickly, Sean Kepi. Yeah. So good last yeah. week against yeah, that's superb. a big ask. Hey, Sean, be a love. Could you go and replace Marty Tapao for us? Did it in spades. Yeah, in his second game. He was really, really good. That, Desi's impressive. got a special one there. Um, I don't know as much. But how, um, many, but
1: how many times has he done that this season? You saw it with uh, Paseca as well.
0: Daniela oh, absolute animal. Yeah. Oh, it's a shame he's out. Uh, I don't know a great deal about Hamoli Olakalatu. Ola-
1: I don't even know how, if that's how you say his I know mean, it's even
0: close. Mm. Sorry to Holomi me if I'm getting it wildly wrong. Um, But it just seems like Desi just goes to the big box of back rowers and pulls another one out. Souths are the favourites here. Um they're not gonna play as badly as they did. Did Souths play that badly, or were the Roosters just red hot? Roosters Sometimes would, you don't get a chance to play badly.
1: Yeah, I I don't think I don't think any team that comes beating the Roosters on, on last Friday night.
0: No. Oh god, no, they were terrifying. But, but
1: they, it was the ease that they did it as well. Like they didn't look like they were just you know they had sort of some sort of daisy lack, lackadaisical yeah. moments to them, and they just, it's like bang, they've
0: scored. Oh, I was caught again. It was, like, it was like playing a video game. Yeah. We're kind of mucking around, mucking around. Okay, we'll score now. Um, old man Bennett's come out and said, I made a blue. Uh, I moved Adam here onto the wing and Alex Johnson back to fullback. Uh, and he's saying that, that, yes, and look, to be fair, the Roosters did exploit that. But I'm sorry, Adam Dwyer—he's played enough wing. It's not like he's never played there before. Yeah, and- I'm not buying that excuse from old man Bennett. Oh, I just think he did against the wrong team. Yeah. Again, against the team he with the best the- flanks yeah. in the game. Yeah, that was a weird one. Because I think they're a better side with Alex Johnston at fullback. Absolutely. Um, James Roberts, does he know he plays for Souths? Because he has not turn, turned up. Yeah, the biggest impact he's had on the season is being tripped by Jarry Borea Hargraves.
1: Hasn't it been a poor switch? Terrible. D- just I don't, I, I, I don't get it, eh? It's not like he was killing it for the Broncos, but it just hasn't really worked.
0: Sam's back, it always makes a difference. Um, this Bunny's team, though, that was a mauling. How do they bounce back from that?
1: I'll give the ball to
0: Sam. Give it to Sam, but mate, he's
1: not fit. No, nah, give the ball to Murray.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, Cameron Murray again has been their everything. Good happens year. off
1: them is off Murray and then Cook and then Reynolds.
0: So Manly, it's it, it's you sit here, it's very easy to write them off. The bookies have done it. Rabbitohs are a dollar forty-five. Manly are two dollars seventy. They are friendless. But you just feel like the old mad professor. He's just he going got to the siege to until let
1: going last week, and he'll get it again. They've written us off, boys.
0: Got to tell you, I tell you who again continues to blow my mind. Daly Cherry Evans yeah, needs was, to be talked it, about though. as one of our greats of the game. We talk about Smith, we talk about Tedesco, we talk about Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. Daly Cherry Evans needs to start being in that conversation every time. He he's been, a genius. Would you put him in the la- top ten in the last ten years? Halfbacks or players? Just players. No. Top twenty though. Twenty, yes. Yeah. I don't think he just because I don't think he's squeaking into the ten because of the Inglises and the Lockiers and the Gallons. I just don't think he's going to quite make it.
1: He would, would he even be the third best half, by half?
0: Of the last the last 10 years, the best number seven I've seen just pound for pound is Thurston.
1: Yeah. Just for his ability
0: to sum up a game and just do what he wants. Kronk, I put second just because Thurston did it with just natural God-given ability like Johns did. Whereas Cooper Kronk, everything he does well, he's done 10,000 times. Yes. Um, I put both those blokes ahead of him, I would say, at this stage. Uh, I'm, that being said they're winning game, I'm still not convinced about Dylan Walker as a 58 at all.
1: No, I he's like playing
0: it. as like an extra center. It feels like they're having their cake and eating it too and look they're winning games so it's working. I just feel like there'd be more I'd be more worried about a Manly team. I love Brad Parker. He looks exactly like the bad guy from an episode of the Simpsons. But I'm I'm putting Dylan Walker into the number 3 jersey alongside Moses Suli and I'm bringing Cade Cust into 6. Now I'd be leaving it. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No. I just, I feel like they're, they're going fine, but they could be going better. I think he, he's much more defensively solid than Cast. Who takes on Sam? So last week it was very clear. They said, let's go and smash Paul Gallon. Let's go out and smash him. Mm. Uh, and and Kepi and, uh, and well, Fanua Blake. Fanua
1: Blake was the second best player on the field.
0: He was wonderful. Yeah. He was outstanding.
1: And uh, now they get the big Marty.
0: Kepi and Fanua Blake said, hey, let's go and smash Paul Gallon, And they did. That job needs to be replicated again. But with Sam Burgess, is it Kepi? Is it is it Kepi off the bench? Is it Aden Fanuel and is it Marty Tapell? Because Tom sorry Jake Trebovich, he's not going to go out there and monster people. He's not going to do it. No. it's not his go. So has it got to be those big three boppers at the front. Yeah, I think I'd actually bring Topow off the bench.
1: Do what they did. Would do what the Raiders did with Papali. Yeah. think that'd be a good move. Give he it, given, some, given the way Kepi when he came on started. Um, uh, for Manly. He Kepi he showed he last week he
0: can handle the opening salvo. No,
1: yeah, that's what I mean that's No worries. What I mean. I'd, I'd, I'd have him there and just, you know, Marty, make an impact, do See, something.
0: See, well, why it's almost worth going after this horrible, cavernous, empty stadium out of Parramatta. The number nines, Coruscant v. Cook. Because here's the thing. Mm. If Sam can get this, this this Souths pack on the front foot, that's allowing Damian Cook to do his best work, which is then allowing Reynolds and Walker to do their best work. Could be Coruscant's last game too. Well, is he definitely going to, he's definitely going to Penrith, mm, isn't he? Mm. He started at Penrith, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a-
1: that, Went to South.
0: And so. then, and is the Bulldogs assigned Moses Leota, I think, is it? don't oh, know. No. Who's the young yeah. hooker who's at Penrith now? Katoa. Yeah. Sione Katoa. There's a bit of, he's bit not of hooker games. movement. I'm just so relieved, and every time I hear someone saying they've signed a hooker, I'm worried that someone's been fooled into signing Isaac Luke. Hasn't happened yet. Yes. Hasn't happened so far. Male you is just, manly. You just feel like he's going to end up, yeah, that is growing male. I'm on the bunnies here. Yeah, um, Manly, bring it on. Yeah, and look, I've got to tell you, I'm... i You can see it happening, eh? You, absolutely. You, you could. I'm on Souths here because I've decided I'm just going to go with common sense. But if Manly win this one, like, 1914, it won't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. Just be one of those drag-em-out games, I think. Who will get three field goals to win it. And if he needs to, yeah. Cherry doesn't care with that big long neck of his. The Bunnies host Manly in the first semi-final. It all happens Friday night. Kicks off at seven fifty. This is the Three Dummies podcast. Thanks to the Sunshine Coast Daily with Maddie Holdsworth and Nathan Nugget Dell. Now here's a game we weren't planning on calling this weekend. We thought this game would be happening in Canberra. Not in Melbourne as the Storm take on Parramatta. The home team, Ryan Pappenheisen, a fullback. Suliasi Vunavalu and Josh Adokar on the wings. Will Chambers and my man Justin Olam in the centres. Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes in the halves. Jesse Bromwich, Cameron Smith and Nelson Osofa Solomona in the front row. With Felice Gafusi, Kenny Bromwich and Dale Finucan in the back row. Brandon Smith, Tui Kamakamika, Max King and Joe Stimson coming off the bench. For Parramatta, Clint Gutherson, a fullback. Make a sieve. Oh, the man with the chant and Blake Ferguson on the wings, Michael Jennings and Wong and Blake in the centres, Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses in the halves, Kane Evans, Reed Marnie, Junior Paulo in the front row, with Sean Lane, Manu Ma'u and Nathan Brown in the back row, Brad Takarangi, Daniel Alvaro, Tepe Moroa, and Murata Nakora coming off the bench. Uh, Parramatta. I think we've said all the superlatives we can say. You can only play what's in front of you. Yeah. They were wonderful, but they're always wonderful at Bankwest on a dry track in front of cardboard cutouts. The thing for me, though is, again, the growing maturity of Mitchell Moses. So well, I didn't realize how young he was. He turned 25 on Monday. Mm. Rather than being a mad Monday, he was celebrating a record win and yeah, he's around the field stuff, I'm liking. I, I,
1: to be fair, I think when Mitchell Moses is 40, we'll still be calling him young.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a man child, like Todd Woodbridge. But the thing about Mitchell Moses that I really like was that little grubber try for himself. What well, yeah. that says to me, he's not just going through the motions. And it's a bit of a wanky term that's getting into footy, but he's playing eyes up footy. He saw that Milford was deep and a little bit overweight. You haven't really the seen back.
1: that from him, though. Yeah, that's and that's the great. thing. Yeah, that's that seems great.
0: to be the next stage in the evolution of Mitchell Moses, little things like that. I'll tell you what is tearing teams apart. And it could cause a problem for Melbourne, the ability of Reed Marnie, Dylan Brown, and Mitchell Moses to spread the ball Joey Johns-like. They're, they're, they're lateral passing. They're it's hitting blokes union 30 like. meters across. Yeah. It's like, mate, no one did it in rugby league until Ricky Stewart came to the game. And because he came from rugby union, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're going, oh, geez, you just you just cut out nine blokes. They were doing it at will last mm-hmm. week. Um, Mike Acevo, what a great story. Absolutely. Is he the walk-up for the Dalian Winger of the Year, Try scorer of the Year, and Rookie of the Year?
1: Yeah. Uh, not Rookie of the Year, but he has to be the other
0: three. I reckon he's usurped Payne Haas. No. If we're talking about the rookie who no. has had the greatest effect on the game, no I love Payne Haas. I reckon it actually is unfair if Sevo doesn't win it. He just don't chant for God's sakes.
1: Nah. <laughs> yeah. If Payne House doesn't get the rookie, it's an absolute disgrace. The, oh. That bloke is a superhuman.
0: Look, I don't, I don't know. They're doing the presentation in the uh, pokey Lounge of Harpoon Harry. I'm not sure if they're doing it. Uh, I, I love him. Um, I tell you what, okay. Again,
1: unlucky misses <laughs> out. And now, I think well, we but, said it last week.
0: Look, let's get let's get the yeah, ugly yeah. stuff out of the way first. Yes, Suliasi Vunivalu did not go into touch. Yes, it was a, a horrendous mistake by the touch judge. I put to you, Maddie. Is that not what the bunker is for?
1: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't come in.
0: Given the fact there was a stoppage in play as well, I don't know why whoever was up there, I think it was Steve Chitty, couldn't just go, hey, Ashley, quick one, sorry, mate. Vutabalu stayed wrong. in the Bang. field. Play on, play ball. And look, Melbourne may not have won. They probably wouldn't have won. But the fact they were robbed of the ability, they could have got a penalty. Yeah,
1: the fact that they had 78 minutes and they only scored two tries, then, you know, they probably wouldn't have scored. So, At the end of the day, if Josh
0: Adokar doesn't fling the ball out. We're not having this conversation. Um, It was a very BJ Leilua night. Starts the night by getting a firework in his eye. Never seen that before. Of course he did. I've never seen that before. Only would happen to big BJ. But then finishes the game by handing off the winning try. He was asked after the game. They're going to make statues out of that flick pass too. As as they will. should be next to Mel's statue. Um, And apparently he said after the game, whether we can believe it or not, is that he said, no, 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 I dropped it back on the inside because I knew Johnny Bateman would be there. But I knew we needed a converter try to win it, and Jared hadn't had a good night.
1: Well, I, th- I so think they
0: th- were going right, and then and, and conventional wisdom says let it sing. You score in the corner, BJ's. And look, I'm prepared to believe him. He's too big to not. BJ saying no, no, no. I brought Johnny back on the inside because I knew that JC uh, he I mean, needs. He's just
1: being modest there.
0: I think maybe he's just trying to make out that he's a smarter footballer than he is. A yeah. great story though. Yeah. I believe you, BJ. I believe you. Um, I think the
1: biggest, um, the biggest thing for Melbourne that they missed out on was was when I, I can't remember was I think it was, um, uh, Justin Olam who'd made the break, yeah, and when he was tackled twice by Croker, I thought that should have been a off ten. Yeah, there was, that, oh, was, yeah no,
0: that, that was. Oh, yeah, that should have been ten. That would have been foul. absolutely Justin Olam, I love yeah. him, and the fact that he's keeping Curtis Scott in the Sunshine Coast Falcons that's a win win because Scott won us the game the other day against uh, against the Tigers. Um, Melbourne, they don't drop two in a row, do they? As we said, the They're last time these two teams played, 60 points to four. There's
1: something off about them.
0: There is. Something's not right. To use the analogy we used about South about a week ago, it's like yeah. milk on the day of where you smell it and go, it's not off, but it just doesn't smell like milk. Yeah, like, and
1: even that last play, that monster bomb, I know it got an unlucky bounce, but that, that, to me, wasn't a very Melbourne play.
0: And that's why that I think that was putting
1: stuff into the champ. In, like, that was, you know, take a chance on this.
0: Was complacency an issue last Saturday night? I. No, shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been, but I'm just saying, was it? No, I think Lots it's deeper Lots of things in history that. shouldn't have been, but did. I think
1: it's deeper than that. I, I, I just don't know whether they've got the halfback, even with Hughes going there. Is
0: the issue, though, is it, are we seeing a situation where the fire's gone out?
1: Yeah, like they, they don't have the attack now.
0: and it's the fire gone out in the belly? They've done everything. Oh, no, it shouldn't, no. I'm just I, saying, I, this I, is I a team, when, you, when you're excellent for as long as they have, eventually, look, maybe they watched the Roosters on Friday night and went, Why bother? Maybe. Let's go out and straight says rather than have to fly to Sydney. Let's get to stay in Melbourne. Let's not fly to Sydney to get pumped. Let's just do it here at home. My concern is Parramatta's like the England cricket team. <clears throat> Excuse me. The England cricket team are at their best when they're getting barbs thrown at them. Look at the World Cup. You're bums. You're losers. You're going to get bundled out. Rightio then. Let's go and win the thing. During the Ashes, you're bums. Root's going to go. You're all losers. You're stuffed. They go and tie the series. Parramatta are the same. The worst thing Parramatta can do is have a great win. Because more oh, often yeah. than not, you go back statistically, they lose the next week because they get too full of their own confidence. Yeah. I reckon that's going to happen here. It, 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 if Brad Arthur
1: just needs to go and burn every single Daily Telegraph he can find.
0: Yeah, no, he that, needs that's
1: to. Because they'll be, the be talking them up all yeah. week.
0: The pride of Sydney. Yeah. They'll be all over them. There'll be they'll
1: be ex-players like Norman and Buddy texting
0: him, boys, come on, come on, you've got to do this. <laughs> oh, Normie. Uh, we'll go for Chinese after. I'm on the storm here. Given you are, you are trailing by three... Are you going to get nuts here, or are you going to go with the Storm?
1: I'm going with the Storm. Yeah.
0: Play it safe. That's the spirit. Yeah. So I'm on South. You're on Manly. We're both in the Storm. That is the weekend of football. It's going to be big. Look, you just feel like we're going to be talking about things that aren't football related. But you
1: said five week. games to go.
0: Whew. Five games to go in the season. Oh, don't worry. We've got the – the, uh, then we've got the Sydney Nines. <laughs> That'll be fun too. Big boy, have a great weekend. I will. Everybody out there, enjoy the footy, enjoy the semi-final action. And we'll be back here, same spot, next week on the Three Dummies podcast. You've been listening to the Three Dummies, thanks to the Sunshine Coast Daily. Stick a fork in us, we're done.